All right. So thank you again for joining us. And we are going to have the amazing only Facebook friend, even though we do see each other every now and then at the grocery stores, <laughs> um, <laughs> Olivia Keefe. O'Keefe. I'm sorry. I missed the O on that. But <laughs> so um, today I wanted uh, just to let everyone know um, I wanted you on because I feel like what you have to say right now is very pertinent, especially to those who may be pregnant right now, thinking of getting pregnant or towards the end of their pregnancy. You were in the middle of it. You got COVID. Like, let's start there. What happened with your second pregnancy that was completely different that we know was issues with COVID? So, um, with my second pregnancy, this was back in July, I was about six months pregnant. Um, my parents came back from Vegas and my dad had like, we were staying with my parents cause we were waiting on our house. Um, so my dad was like feeling like a little bit of a cold and he was like, dang it. Like I didn't want to get sick. And so he stayed away from us and like, was very careful to like be, you know, like, like we didn't think it was COVID though. Well, shortly after I'd say probably a few days later, I started feeling like I was getting sick and I was like, Oh dang it. Like I'm getting a cold now. Like this is lovely. But it, for me, it was not bad. I had a really mild case. I don't know how I was not yet vaccinated. Um, but no, it was very mild for me. And so like me and my dad talked about it and we we're like, no, it's not COVID. Like if I thought it was COVID, I go get tested. No problem. Well, then about a week and a half after I first got sick, Grayson, my first son got sick and he got like a really high fever over 102. And so I was like, the fact that he has a fever makes me want to get tested, like just to be sure. So we got a, well, I was trying to like figure out ways to get him tested because he's under the age of two. So I can't just take him to a drive through place. They, they wouldn't accept it. So somebody told me about the at-home tests. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like the Abbott ones. They're like $20 for two tests. Yeah. So he took one and I, like I did the whole nose thing and I went to go change his diaper. And my mom was like, Olivia, that's dark positive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, already? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, like, supposed to wait five minutes. That didn't work. Yeah. Memory, right. She was like, no, like that popped up. Cause it looks like a pregnancy test. Like it just does a little too I long. literally thought my friend posted when I was like, damn, is she pregnant again? And I was like, yeah. Oh wait, that's a COVID pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I thought the same thing, but, um, yeah. So he was positive. I got tested. I was positive. Oh. Um, my husband got tested. He wasn't having any symptoms at the time and he was negative. Um, but my mom that morning, she woke up feeling like a little off. She tested positive. And so my sister never got it at all. She was staying there. Um, and then of course my dad was positive, but yeah, it was like, it was like, what, this is COVID. Like, well, then my husband got it Mm -hmm. and he got to a fever of like 103 and so him and my, my older son, they both had it, um, for like the fever lasted a couple of days for them. So I like I talked to my doctor because I was like, I'm six months pregnant. Like what is having COVID going to do? And he said, so it's not going to directly affect the baby, but it will take, it will more than likely take a large impact on your placenta because Mm -hmm. they said one of the largest or one of the biggest risks that they have is creating blood clots in like the cord, taking oxygen from the placenta, which essentially like creates your, I don't know, your placenta starts to not function the way that it's supposed to. And so he said that the biggest risk was me going into preterm labor. And I was like, Oh, like when he told me that I didn't really think it was going to happen. I was just like, whatever. 
Well, yeah, because like, some, I mean, just like with, like you're saying, like some people don't have mild symptoms. Some people have harder <laughs> symptoms. I mean, in some of that doesn't affect people. Like I didn't yeah. catch COVID and I, my husband was like, I think we caught COVID. I'm like, I don't think we caught COVID. And he's like, no, I think we had COVID. I mean, I was pregnant too. And I was like, oh, well, and mm-hmm. you know, but both of my, my second son was early. So I knew my, there was a chance my daughter was going to be early too. Oh, okay. See, my first son was born at 38 weeks. And one day. So he was technically full Full term. term. Yeah. Um, My water broke on its own, like all the good. (laughs) But with my second son, um, I remember like, so I wasn't worried about preterm labor. I had planned a trip to go to Washington. And when I went there, I was going to be over 30 weeks pregnant. And when I came back, I was going to be like 36 weeks. And my doctor got mad. He was like, cancel that trip. Yeah. And I was like, why? Like, cause my best friend was pregnant. I was supposed to go do birth photos. And I was like, why? And he was like, because you're, you had COVID while you were pregnant. You're at risk for going into preterm labor. Like don't, don't do a trip that far into pregnancy. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I ended up canceling the trip because I was like, maybe I should just listen to my doctor, yada, yada. And then like the morning that I hit 33 weeks, um, me and my husband went to Starbucks and I was getting like this pain, like I don't know. Like it felt like really intense back pain, but I was just irritated. Like I was like mad. And I was like, I'm so tired of like feeling uncomfortable. Like, and so I was having Braxton Hicks contractions and I was like, Oh, these are kind of in a pattern. Like, yeah. I don't want to freak myself out. Cause I don't want to go to the hospital. And then yeah, don't drink yourself. That's I know we all said that we're like, no, no, it's not okay. It's okay. I just yeah. need to get some water. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm probably just dehydrated. And, uh, so I was texting my best friend who was also pregnant And she was like, uh, you should go get checked just to be safe. And I was like, you can definitely time them. That's yeah. That's scary. And so we went to go get donuts. And as we got out of the car, I peed myself. Oh man. And I was like, what the heck? So I like went to the bathroom and I was like, no, that's pee. Like my water didn't break. I swear I peed my pants, but I don't know how anyway. So I decided to go to the ER and I said, I'm 33 weeks pregnant today. I might be having contractions, but I don't think so. But I definitely just peed my pants and I don't know why. And so they got me all checked in and everything. And they brought me up into labor and delivery and they put me on the monitor. And right off the bat, they were like, yeah, your contractions are about two to three minutes apart. And I was like, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And like, this is real. So they were like, the doctor's going to check your cervix, blah, blah, blah. Checked me. She said, oh yeah, you're three centimeters dilated. Wow. Yeah. And I was like a lot being so early. Well, yeah, I was like, I'm not supposed to have a baby today. Like, what do you mean? I'm three (laughs) centimeters dilated. And uh, so then the doctor starts telling me, she was like, okay, like, I don't want to freak you out, but if you have your baby today, your baby will not be going home with you. I am very sorry to tell you that. So of course I started bawling and I'm like, man, like, this is not what I was ready for today. Like this was a week after we moved into our house. Like I was so stressed out. And so I called my husband, I'm like bawling. And I was like, I'm three centimeters dilated. And he was like, uh, what? Okay. So he like packed up, he packed up Grayson real fast and my mom helped and everything, but that was scary. So thankfully I did make it to, um, 38 weeks in one day. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I know we're only Facebook friends, but I was hawkeyeing your Facebook page. I'm like, honey, Olivia like was in the hospital. Like, Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to say a prayer for her tonight. Lord, please help Olivia keep that baby in a little bit longer. And I'm like, Oh, good. She got it taken care of. I'm like, oh, now she's having hicks again. Oh, please. I'm like, we were, my yeah. husband's like, you're so invested in her. And you don't even know who she really is. I'm like, 
honey, she's another mom. We got a whole tight together. Whether they know it or not, we just send prayers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they gave me the steroid shots. I did get both. So once they put me on like the magnesium drip, everything slowed down and the contractions ended up stopping enough to where they weren't a worry. Yeah. Um, those steroid shots freaking hurt, man. Like, right? oh gosh, I, I didn't have one for that. Hurt. I had it for something else. And I was just like, ow, 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 ow. I'm like, yeah. and they're like, it's done. It. And I'm like, no, the needle's still in there. <laughs> yeah. I have a high pain tolerance. And I was sitting there. I was like, is it going to hurt? The nurse was like, yeah, it's going to hurt. And I was like, thank at least you, you for telling me. Nice. She was honest yeah. with you. <laughs> I was like, thank you for telling me. Like, at least I'm prepared. And she stuck it in. I was like, what the hell is that? Like, I was like, screw that. It still burns. It still stings. I'm I will t- oh, talking about pain. And I know it's kind of off topic, but I had to have an MRI done on my shoulder and up in the VA up in Washington. Right. So like, that's also another thing why like I clean, I'm like, Oh, another Washingtonian. We have a Washingtonian. I'm not all alone down here. I hate the drivers down here just to say it 1000%. The drivers can't drive. They nope. give me anxiety. I go out door dashing to make some extra money. And I don't know why, because all I do is come back and I'm all I'm doing is yelling the whole time in the car. Like, why do you think that that's okay? I literally started driving. This truck was in the turn lane. It's already red for him, right? It's green. It's been green. I started driving and he honks his horn. I honked on him. I'm like, Mrr. I'm like, you're the one hit me, hit me because you're going to get the ticket. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I was like, just go ahead. I at this point, like, oh, I don't even drive with the kids in the car very much because of how horrible the drivers are here. Yeah, like, I'm I aggressive swear. when my kids are in the car. I'm like, you better not hit me. You better not hit every, me. Every every week, you see a car, huge car accident or someone's yeah. rolled over, and it's like, I'm like, why are the cops on the freeways trying to get you for speeding? They should be at the intersection, going impeding traffic, running stoplight. This is what you need to be policing people for. Right. Like, oh, I, I get it though. But so I went in for this MRI and up in Washington, you know, they, they have you lay down and they do, it's kind of like an x-ray, but, and so it's like x-ray. And so they go a little bit x-ray a little bit and they like can find where your joint is. And that's how they get the dye into your joint. Mm-hmm. Well, down here, apparently they just don't care about your pain or anything because I went in and there's this, I mean, it's this long of a needle girl, I'm telling you. Ooh. And it's, and it's not thin at all. And uh. you're laying on your back. Well, we got boobs. They don't just stay down. They kind of shift up and over. Right. So he, and I'm like, he's like, all right. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going straight down with that thing. And he's like, yeah, I'm like through my boob. I'm like, can we tape it to the side or something? Like, and he goes, I've got to be straight down. And I'm like, can I get some painkiller like Novocaine something for the love of God? No. Oh gosh. And it wasn't one time. Oh, we got to back it up. Pulls it all the way out. And mm. it shows it back then. And it's not like that. It's like this. Cause you're like, Oh, all right. We're going to take a picture. Hold still. You're like, I'm in freaking pain. And then he comes out and he's like, Oh, back a little further. And you're like, Oh, damn. And like repeatedly, I literally had clenched and was in so much pain that even my pain meds that I take on a regular basis because of my VA issues didn't even cut it. Like I was telling my husband, I'm like, I'm in so much pain. Like I had to call a doctor. I'm like, what can I do? And he's like, okay, so what maze did you take? I'm like, I took this. He's like, all right, take ibuprofen and Tylenol on top of that and take this. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> like I took six, six different medications that night just to be able to relax. Oh my word. It was so much. And then like my boob was all black and blue from him jabbing that thing like three times through. I'm like, I probably lost some milk ducks. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh man. 
but right i know we're like Woo, boobies. i forget that there's milk ducts in your armpits when i was getting i was getting my sleeve done um yeah. this part oh, of yeah. my armpit yeah uh my best friend is my tattoo artist but she was in there and then all of a sudden i started leaking breast milk onto the tattoo table oh my- and she was like, what is that? And I was like, dude, that's breast milk. But I didn't think that was true. Like, I didn't know. I it was actually it's in your it's not that you have it up there. The nerves that release it go through there. Yeah. So and it's, it's just like, like the buzzing, like, I guess. Yeah, it, I had one. I don't know if I can show it, but like right here. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little squishier, but when he got to here, I had black and blue right here. Like this whole section, it looked like I had been in a car accident. It was so bad. I was like, Oh my gosh, what happened to my arm? (laughs) I will tell it like, it's funny too. Cause I love it. People are, my husband goes, you have like the lowest pain tolerance. I'm like, I really don't. I just don't like it. And I think I hype myself up more. You're like, Oh my God, it's going to hurt. And then I'm like, no, I'm in it. I'm like, ah, budget, whatever. (laughs) But like my friend and, and my husband both are like, I don't understand. You don't like pain, but you go and get a tattoo. And I'm like, I suffer through the pain to have the tattoo for the constant memory. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not I don't like, like, I don't like needles to like go all like when I get my blood drawn, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I hate needles. And they look at me and they're like, do you? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, there's a difference. There's a difference from it going two inches into you versus <laughs> scratching the surface. Right. That's exactly yeah. what I, I'm like. This is like a cat scratch. You're like going into my vein. This is scary. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. Like goodness gracious. And so, so you moved from Washington, where exactly in Washington? Cause I'm from the Eastern, Eastern side. Yeah. Washington, um, Spokane right next to Idaho. Okay. So that is about eight hours from where I was. I came from Port Angeles, Washington. So it's like right across. From oh, Big- no, I moved there. I moved over to Whidbey Island and worked at the Coopville post office. Oh, nice. So I did go on that ferry a few times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's where I'm from. So we came down here last February. Am I crazy? I feel like there is nothing but trailers over there mobile homes yes uh at least every time I went looking for a house I'm like mobile home yes okay when it comes to looking for houses time (laughs) for mobile homes yes so people who build the houses never leave that's what you're telling me (laughs) yeah I guess they they must like it or something (laughs) oh I got it so when I was younger we went over there into swim and we went to the Olympic National Game Farm did you ever go there yes my husband used to work there no way I felt so yeah. sorry for the bear even though like I knew they were well taken care of and the rhino there I was like oh I wish he had a partner because he looks so depressed just laying there they had a what was it it was like a bear and a wolf that like grew up together I guess like oh, wow. I think they were like cubs and pups I don't know but they were like best friends like they weren't able to separate them because they were just like two peas in a pod Oh, wow. And I think that's great too, right? Because it shows people like you don't have to be the same species, breed, whatever, you know, to get along. Yeah. I think when I remember it was the bear, it used to wave. You throw them like bread. He's like, huh. The waving bears. Home of the waving bears is what they said. (laughs) Oh, I remember um, I was sitting there and I was like, I had the whole backseat, right? Because it was just me. And -hmm. it was in a Ford Explorer and we're driving through. And for anyone who's never been there, it is like, a drive-through safari park really they have zebras and they have buffalo and god knows what else I haven't been there since I was a kid but I remember like throwing bread out this side and I slid over and I was like whoa 
And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I literally, if I hadn't had a split reaction, I would have had a huge tongue right in my eye. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. And <laughs> I think my yeah, windows are down too far. The elk will just make themselves at home. They're just like, hey, here's my face. No, that was a buffalo. And his tongue oh, yeah, was like, oh man. I went there when I went to visit, uh, it was last April. I went to Washington and me and my mother-in-law took my oldest son to go to the game farm and go see the animals. And so we're like sitting there feeding them the bread and she had her window down like this much, like oh, not much. And she's like, yeah. she's like, Olivia, Olivia drive, just keep driving. Like it's going to get me. Olivia, I have a video of it. So funny. She's like, so scared of the Buffalo. She's like, get me out of here. Roll the window up. Like, well, I mean, they are worse than like. I don't even want to say it like be mean and say refugees, but like any, any like animal, like, okay. The best one is I saw a video of guinea pigs and somebody like put food down and they were like <sighs> swarmed, yeah. you know, I'm like, that is how they're, they're like, food. you have to keep driving or they'll just crowd your car. Oh like, yeah. And then, and then you feel bad. Cause you're like, I'm going to bump you, please move. That's like, Hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it moving. I will say the one thing that like left me with nightmares is you guys had a black, they had a black wolf there with like yellow eyes. I was like, Oh gosh, it's piercing my soul. <laughs> I, got see, uh, I got to see one of the tigers up close and tigers are my favorite animal. <gasps> me and too. I, oh, really? I have a tiger tattoo on my, let me see if I can remember right on my left calf. I want to get a tiger tattoo next. That's, I have a space on the back of my arm that I no, want. No, I got to pick a new space. It needs to be, have its own place. Cause if you can't detail the face, it's just not worth it. I want like a tiger body, like climbing up like branches and stuff. Oh, I wish I could show you. Okay. I'll have to show you next time, but it's actually, mine is actually climbing down and I used a Siberian, a, um, Indian and another one. I, I picked specific ones. I'm like, I want these stripes. I want this body. And I want this oh, wow. face Ooh. Yeah. and the guy put it all together. It was really good. Awesome. So, I, I, yeah, like I said, I hate needles, but I'll take a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> so, um, okay. So like you are, so you're not from here. You're from Washington. What mm -hmm. is it because your parents moved down here that you moved down here? Yes. So I was born in Port Angeles. Um, I lived in Spanaway for quite a few years that's over by Fort Lewis um then my freshman year of high school we moved to Kansas and so I that lived there for, yeah I lived there for all of high school moved back to Port Angeles when I turned 18 um or when I graduated high school but yeah so I lived there for a while um my husband like we I don't know we actually have known each other since we were eight. Oh wow you're going off anyways um but yeah, we've known each other since we were eight. We knew each other from like church and stuff. And um, yeah, we started talking and we got together and we've been together ever since. But he's Canadian. So he's oh, not Canadian, actually. Canadian, eh? Um, he's not from yeah. Saskatchewan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was born in Chilliwack. And oh, um, okay. so it's, it's not like super far or nothing, but he moved down to Port Angeles when he was six. And so he's been there pretty much his whole life. But neither one of us like I have always loved going back to visit but I hated living in Washington oh I I mean okay so from that side right like it is very few days you get a clear sky plain right. just because on that side right the clouds are just rolling in from the ocean mm -hmm. but I will say that when you get towards 
Ellensburg and stuff, it's the opposite. It is more sun than clouds. But then you're looking at, which I think is funny, nobody realizes this about Washington. First of all, did you know that New York has 20 more inches a year than Seattle does? But you never hear about how much it rains in gosh damn New York. Really? No, it's all about Seattle. All right. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. Look it up. I'm telling you, it's like 20 inches, but it is completely different. It is, they rain more on in New York than they do in Seattle. Second of all, people don't realize we have a damn desert in the middle of our state. I heard, so I've never been to Spokane, but I have heard that it's like, like, what is it? Eastern Washington is all completely different world. No, I'm talking about the center Yakima. You're talking about Ellensburg. That is all deserty. Like as soon as you get away from, what is that? The Cascades. Once you get across from the Cascades, it literally is like desert. And Mm -hmm. then you get to Spokane, it starts getting green again. Right. But you don't realize it's still a desert climate. Oh, wow. You don't get into like a more wet, um, I would say more like a greener non-desert until you get into Idaho. Oh, okay. So, but it's like, it's so funny because where my house was in Spokane, I'm like, what is wrong with this damn grass? It won't grow. Like I couldn't figure it out. And I was talking to a landscape person. I'm like, seriously, tell me what the dang issue is and he's like well you're on sand I'm like how am I on sand I'm like high up and like I'm not in the valleys but that is it we are a desert climate and it's like majority of the yards are sand you have to prime them like here in El Paso you have to prime yeah. them to grow and I was just like oh luckily My goodness. for Spokane majority of the people have already done it like centuries uh-huh. ahead of <laughs> yeah we still have to do our backyard <laughs> I that was a culture shock for me. I'm going to say anybody who wants to move down to Texas, be prepared. You are not going to have a green grass backyard. It's, I don't know. Like, I'm definitely glad that we moved. I don't regret it. There is certain stuff about Washington that I miss, but not enough to live there. And well, especially now with everything with Ensley and how he's treating COVID. And I mean, I'm hearing my friends are driving, pulling their head, you know, hairs out of their heads. And I'm just like, Oh, I mean, literally my friend got told, either you get the COVID vaccine or you lose your job. And I'm like, and she had been in the correctional facility and I'm not kidding you since she was 17. Oh, wow. Like I have donated my life to this city or to this state and the correction facility. And you're literally telling me if I don't do this, I'm out. Her, her and her husband shifted from correctional facility. She went sheriff, he went city police, but you know, and he's like, I can't, you know, he's like, I agree. I think we shouldn't be forced. They already had COVID. They have mm-hmm. the best natural immunities. They don't need the dang shot, which I'm sorry. I don't know any immune or any immunization that you get it and you'll still catch it. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I feel like there, there's definitely something behind this conspiracy, you know, conspiracy theory about this whole vaccine because I caught, I got the vaccine in the beginning of September and the end of September, I got COVID and I was just as sick as my husband who never got it. Really? Oh yeah. I was like, we're both like, oh, my face. I'm like, I feel like I got hit by a truck and my nose won't stop. And my husband's like, I feel the same. We're both exhausted. I mean, we were like neck and neck. We had a symptom. He had it. Like every, the day we both, we both lost our taste on the same day. Like, see, I never lost the taste or smell, but neither one, like me and my husband were not vaccinated when we got it. I did get it after. I also got mine in September. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I don't know. 
I wasn't vaccinated and I had it like a mild case. He wasn't, and he was a little less mild, but my parents were both vaccinated um, and they still got it, but yeah, like I don't think any of us got hit like super hard. We didn't get the fever at least, you know, and I think that that really made a difference for a lot of people. I never got the fever, but my son and husband did. Well, and I have a lot of friends who are having the fever. I'm like, dude, don't just like try and keep yourself cool. Tylenol and Motrin. Right. They kept telling me Tylenol, Tylenol, and my son's fever wouldn't go down when he had the flu. Uh And then we did Motrin and boop, within 10 minutes it was down. Mm -hmm. Do both of them. Take care of yourself, you know. Stay on the schedule even if you feel like you're fine. Yeah. Stay on the, yeah, because then, you know, it's it's easier to stay on top than to play catch up. Yep. Oh, trust me, girl. I tell you, I'm learning that with my pain meds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had a C-section. I feel you. (laughs) Right. Oh, so do you, um, I mean we're Washingtonian. Of course, you know, it's nice because we live in a military town, you know, so people are used to people coming in and out from different places. Do you feel it's easier or harder? I feel for me, it was harder to connect with anybody in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are like, yeah, let's head up. And then you're like, do you want to meet up today, tomorrow? Yeah. Day? And they're like, oh, I'm busy. Yeah. I feel like being in the middle of a pandemic, it is a bit harder. Like, and I feel like not so much like, yes, people are worried about getting sick, but it's also kind of gotten everybody to be a little more introverted. Like I feel like my social anxiety has definitely increased because I'm not around nearly as many people like, and I've tried to make friends, but like I have, I have some, but it is harder to connect with people because not everybody is willing to meet up, which I completely understand. But yeah, it's like also like, I don't know. It's, it's a mess. It is harder to connect with people though. Like I don't really know how to explain it, but well, I mean, is it hard? I mean, not just connect, but is it hard to like get other moms? Like I, there was a couple of girls on the local mom page. I had to get off of it. I, I felt like it was either one way or the other. It was like people were supportive or they were bashing. And I was like, yep. I gotta get off this. I mean, and my anxiety went through the roof and I told my husband, like, I just need to get off of it. But the moms that I did connect with, it was like, talk, talk, talk. And then silence. Mm-hmm. You try and talk to him, silence, yeah. you know, or yeah, let's hang out and then cancel, 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 cancel. And it's like, okay, well either yes or no. I'd rather you just say no or right. I'm comfortable with that. Then I set aside this time. My kid is ready. We're packed up and you're canceling on me. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's and- how it's been like, so like on top of being a stay at home mom, I'm also a photographer And when I was in Washington, my business was booming for a while. Like I was constantly booked up with shoots to the point where I got overbooked and I kind of burned myself out a little bit, but I was so excited to come down here and like connect with other photographers and like book shoots and stuff. And like, there was a few photographers that I spoke to and like, I'm, I'm careful. I wear my mask. I'm safe. I'm, I don't know, wash my hands, use hand sanitizer, all that fun stuff. But there was like, there was a girl that I was trying to do, uh, like, I was like, Hey, do you want to like shoot together? Like, I just want to meet new people, meet some photographers around. And she's like, sorry, I'm not willing to meet up because of COVID. And I'm like, okay, that's understandable. Like I get it. But yeah. So like that, it's like, why, what was the point of even advertising that I was a photographer at that point? So I haven't, I hadn't really done a whole lot of shoots up until recently, but well, if you want to get some more, I'm looking for some for my modeling because I'm starting oh, after this, after the surgery, I'm like, honey, I better be 30 pounds lighter because if I have to be on a liquid diet for like a week, <laughs> I'm going to waste away. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for doing pictures. Yeah. And then I love it. You're, you, I'm always like, gosh, she should be a photographer. I didn't know you were. Cause I'm like all the pictures of your boys. I'm like, Oh, she should be a photographer. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really advertised it like crazy lately. Yeah. But I do. And uh, you know, another thing, and I'm going to say that out there for all you moms listening, I am all for open feeding and I love it. I posted it with my, and my friends like, Oh, one of the guys was like, Oh, you have to show your boob. And I'm like, well, if you're uncomfortable with it, why don't you go talk to your mommy about it? Because I bet you she did it to you too. Right. And, um, you know, I will say this. I was lucky enough. I didn't have anyone cause me issues, but I waited. I was like, I am right here. Oh, I'm waiting for that person. Like, can you cover up? I was waiting. I wanted it so bad. It never happened. It happened to me. Did it? (laughs) Yeah. Which it's crazy. Okay. So when I first had my, my first son, um, I went to the lake with some friends and it's the lake. It was a sunny day. We were in Washington. I'm sorry, but girls were the most revealing. I don't need to see your butt cheeks. I don't need to see everything, but the nipple. That's okay. Literally exactly what happened. So this lady was like up a little bit higher up than we were. And my son got hungry. He was probably like two months old at the time. And so I just pulled my bikini top down. I just started feeding him like whatever. Well, the woman who was up like above us got so mad and she was like, that's disgusting. Like so mad. Meanwhile, your granddaughter's out here with a song bikini, like no hate, but like, Oh no, I would have turned it around. Cause I'm one of those. I am very in the face. I almost got kicked out of the Navy because of it. I'm going to tell you that right now. Really? I snapped back at a girl. She didn't say the racist crud she did to me, but because she said it and I am a smart aleck, I snapped back and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, went straight to the RDCs and goes, did you know what she said? And I got, rep- I almost got kicked out. Like I stood mm-hmm. at tension in front of the chief's mess with all of them calling me racist, everything. And I was just like, but no one ever listened. No one ever asked me what was actually said. No, no, no. They just shut up. You're racist because that's what she said. I'm like, Oh, but did you forget that she called me a white trailer trash piece of shit for flipping burgers? I'm like, no, nobody asked me about that. And she was Mexican. I wasn't even talking to her. I was talking to another girl and she's like, well, that's what you get for being a white trailer trash piece of shit. And I was like, excuse me. She's like, that's all you're good for is flipping burgers. And I looked at her, I'm like, and she was Mexican. So I go, well, the only thing you're good for is jumping over fences and cheap ass labor. So why don't you go fold my clothes for free? And didn't say shit about what she told me, but I'm a smart Alec and I opened my damn mouth and I got reprimanded for it. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's about me. I am a very smart Alec person. <laughs> I can thank my dad for having a big mouth. My dad is very much <laughs> like that, <laughs> but you know, and I learned, I learned about that, about holding back a bit, you know, like my husband's like, I wish you would have gone Karen the other night because we were at Texas roadhouse and they screwed up everything. I'm not kidding you. From the drink, the salad, the meat, the dish, everything. And my husband's like, if you were to go Karen, honey, that would be the time to do it. Not keep your damn mouth shut and be nice. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm still learning on when to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and I feel like we all do, right? And like, and I think we all are afraid to get that label of Karenism, but sometimes it's needed. And yeah. I would have snapped back at that lady and be like, well, your granddaughter disgusts me. When did you make your do- you know, granddaughter a little tramp piece of crap? I'm like, sorry, my kid's eating. I was like, and you know what? Your face is bothering me. Why don't you cover up? Uh, I, I would have. There was so many people there that was like 
more revealed than I was. Like I was in a bikini, but I'm like, I'm feeding my baby and you can't even see my nipples. So I don't well, know. What it, well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, look at Kim Kardashian or any of the Kardashians really any model, right. All they do is cover their nipples. and like, Oh, that's such a cute bikini. I'm like, she's wearing dental floss with a piece of salami covering her nipples. What are you talking about? Like, come on. I'm like, Mike, you know, like I wear more unrevealing stuff going to the bathroom than these people do going to the beach. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. I guess when people get mad at breastfeeding, I literally just want to be like, where's this coming from? Because I feel like it's more deeply rooted mm-hmm. because uh, I mean, I was ready. When I tell you I was ready, girl, I was sitting there going, Ooh, someone, come on. I'm at the restaurant. I'm feeding. Someone say something. <laughs> Nobody did. I'm like, good golly. I was ready though. Like Aww. my, my two, my two go was going to be like, well, your face bothers me. Can you cover it up? <laughs> or, or I don't want to see you eat. Cause you eat like a damn pig. Can you please cover your face while you eat? Right. Put a Can napkin up the bathroom to go eat. Like, yes. Oh, right. And that is so ridiculous. Oh, so ridiculous. That is unacceptable. And I will be happy to say that from the time I had my first son to now airports are being more welcoming and understanding of it. They have nursing pods, nursing rooms. Like mm-hmm. I went into one at, where was I at? Denver. I think it was at the Denver airport. Beautiful, big room with a couch, a couple of couches and tables, changing table. You know, they even had a diaper pail versus a garbage and a recycling pail. Like it was great. I let my daughter crawl around. I'm like, she's not even hungry, but whatever. Just, it was somewhere I knew like at least only a couple hundred people have walked in here versus a couple million out there. <laughs> let her crawl around. I'll hand sanitize her hands later. <laughs> But, you know, and it was, it was a good reprieve, you know, and I will, I will say this, there still needs to be more restaurants that have changing tables and not just for women, but for men, because right. it gets so damn annoying when my husband goes, here's the baby. Can I eat? Like, right. <laughs> I just I, got my food. My husband really tries, but yeah, that like, that's the worst part is that he can't exactly take him into the bathroom to go change him. Cause there's no change tables. And that was one of his complaints one time. He was like, why isn't there change tables in the men's room? And I'm like, cause uh, I don't know. And you know, and my dad back in the eighties was a single father. That is absolutely ridiculous. Damn. You know, and he had to try and find ways to change my brother, you know? And he's like, well, it's time I just change it right there at the table. And if someone pitched a fit, like, we'll go put a damn changing table in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there is times I've gone to restaurants and I'm like, how is there no changing table in the men's or the women's like nowhere? I've right. literally changed them on the sink because that's all I have. Yeah. I've changed my son on like the, the counter that the sinks are in. And I've literally changed him like sitting on a toilet with him in my lap, like just trying to get yeah. it done. I'm like, and it's just on, it's unacceptable, you know, for as somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, for a country that is so evolved, why, why is it that in Japan, there's one in almost every bathroom, like almost every bathroom, I think pretty much less than like 1% don't have one. Wow. And it's like my sister, she goes, every time I go in, there's a changing table. I'm like, that should be here. Like I have to go to base in order to make sure that my husband has a changing table and I have a changing table. Like the military accepts it. Why can't anyone else treat us fairly? There are single dads out there. There are dads probably listening to this podcast going, hallelujah, for the love of God, please. And I'll tell you right now, I am not an engineer, but I have thought about it. I will go and I will design bathrooms for women at stadiums, restaurants, hospitals, because there is no reason 
that women should have three stalls and the guys have six because they have three urinals and two, you know, three ones. No, no, no. They can have two urinals and one toilet and we can have eight bathrooms. <laughs> oh my. Can you tell I'm a little bit, little bit into that? Yeah, definitely. Why is it that there is a line all the way around of women and the guys are cycling in and out? You're like, and why, why is it? I mean, okay. I get the predatory idea, but right. I, I don't know if you've been to Canada. Last time I did, I was younger, so it may have changed. But every bathroom I went to was unisex bathroom, whether oh. gas station, restaurant. Now, I don't know if that still is, or maybe it was just because we were going up I-90. No, was it I-90? You said no. in Canada? Yeah, in Canada. We went um, north on three. Last time I went, definitely had boys and girls bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing unisex but I've only I've only been to Canada like a handful of times like we've gone up to Chilliwack we've gone up to Victoria and we've gone up to um Courtney do you know where that is yeah it's a little bit higher up but so I've I've gone I could probably count on one hand how many times I've gone but what what is it they call it it's like washrooms like I'm always like hey where's the bathroom or where's they call it washroom yeah they look at me like I'm weird and I'm like sorry (laughs) like I'm American and and like I said I mean maybe it's just because of where we were we weren't straight up 390 is it 395 I haven't been to Spokane forever three I think it's 395 uh from Spokane straight up to Canada so there's smaller towns you know maybe it's because they were smaller but like every one we went into unisex bathroom and I'm like this is how it should be you shouldn't have to feel like I went in, <laughs> my mom was like, yeah, go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom and I walk out and there's a guy washing his hands. I'm like, uh, is he lost? And I'm like washing my hands all slowly. Like he walks out. I'm like, that was weird. And I like kind of look down underneath, you know, I'm like, is there any more guys in here? Yeah, I've never been in a bathroom like that where like it's unisex and like more than one person can go in at the same time. Yeah. Like I've never been in a bathroom like that. I, I mean, and I, the way I look at it is a thing toilet. I don't care what you're doing on that side, you know, have respect for me. I have respect for you. Let's just do our thing. Wash our hands and get the heck out. Cause this is not a gathering place. Even when I was in high school and the girls all chit I'm like, this is not the cafeteria. Right. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. Dude. I'm just trying to pee in peace. And I'm <laughs> pee shy. Like I hate trying to pee when I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why, but like, I can't pee. If there's like a bunch of people in the bathroom, I'm sitting there like, you would not make it in the military. <laughs> when you get to boot camp, that's the first thing they do. You're all open. There's toilets. There's no stalls. You're all looking at each other. I don't know why. Like, I'm not like super shy about anything else. It's just like, all of a sudden I can't, I just can't pee. If there's a bunch of people in the room, I'm like, okay, I'll just wait till you leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Me, I was like, they're like the sooner you pee, the sooner you go. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm like walked out. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. they, they test you when you get to boot camp to make sure you haven't had any drugs on the trip there. Oh. So, but it was kind of funny because this one girl, like <laughs> it was a short RDC and she was like beefy, you know, she's like, listen to the calming waters. Yeah. Ooh, shh. You gotta go I think I did a drug test for a job one time and I made friends with the lady because I was sitting there. I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I apologize, but I have to watch you. I was like, no, I get it. It's your job. Like do what you got to do, but it's going to take me forever. And she's like, do you have to pee? And I was like, no, I have to pee. I just don't know why I can't like, <laughs> I'm nervous. so nervous right now. The sphincter won't let me. <laughs> I was like, can you at least like turn around? She's like, no, I can't. I was like, okay, I, I respect that. Like, <laughs> Try in the military. They do that too. They're, I mean, and it's like weekly, like coming up. All right, UAs. Ah, oh, shit. 
All right. Yeah. It took me like a half hour and she was like, you did it. And I was like, <laughs> finally. I always loved it when you like in the military, you got your friend. You're like, hey, what's up? Hey, are you, you, you a watching? Yeah. All right. Let's go in this. You know, like, so what was your weekend? You know, it's like, all right, there you go. See, she's like, all right, I'll, I'll talk to you out here. <laughs> I actually had one, like we were such good friends. We sat there and bullshit while I'm finishing and cleaning up. I'm like, oh, I walked out with her. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, I, I'm just, I'm not scared. I have a friend who's that way too. You know, she's like, we're in the military, you know, but you have showers, a communal shower. It's kind of like college and stuff for those to like understand i guess and she's you know wrapped up and trying to put on her underwear underneath her her towel and i'm like walking all naked like what the hell is wrong with you just put your shit on you know <laughs> and so i literally grabbed her towel and i swear i thought she was gonna pee her pants like oh my gosh and she was like oh why did you do that and i go guess what you got boobies i got boobies you got a crotch i got a crotch we all got booties they all may be different sizes but guess what we all the same <laughs> she's like give me my towel back i'm like when you put your damn underwear and your bra on i'll give it back so but then i don't need it i'm like you don't need it right now either it's not like i'm staring yeah. at you but she literally was just like <gasps> like the look on her face almost made me laugh my pee and pee my pants i was just too funny and it's just i push her she's i have friends it's funny i am best friends with mostly introverts but i as you can tell a very big extrovert but i'm understanding i have my introvert times you know you got to relax and bring it in and calm down and you know rewind there's some days I'm like I don't want to talk to nobody I just want to sit here and knit <laughs> and I and yes I am an avid knitter I spin my own fiber Ooh. I crochet I love it crochet I just don't I don't really do it often well you're more than welcome to come over I will one of these days take a picture of my little I call it my 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 craft corner because I have all my, I have my spinning wheel and I have my fibers and I have my tray of all my needles and crochet hooks and extra fibers and all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. I, I really enjoy it. But like I said, I mean, I'm mostly an extrovert, but we do have to have self time sometimes too, you know, and it's so weird because my sister, she's an introvert, 100%. She'll sit there and be in complete silence for the whole day and be happy. <laughs> and I'm like, I would go, okay, I can't break, I can't break the silence. I'm, I'm usually really only an introvert when I don't know someone very well. Like I can start out shy and I can start out quiet and all that stuff. But once I, like, once you get to know me, I'm fucking annoying. Like <laughs> that's my husband. Everyone's like my dad and my stepmom just don't get him. They're like, he doesn't talk. I'm like, well, he doesn't really have much to say to you, which is why he's right. not talking. Right. Maybe you should talk about like UFC, MMA, gym, whatever he is interested in, not what you're interested in. And you want him to be agreeable with it. it that doesn't work like that. Sometimes it's easier than awkward conversation though. That's how, that's how we were when we first got together. Like anytime I was around like his people, like, cause we were still getting to know each other and all that, like, oh like, yeah. On that level. But um, yeah, like anytime I'd be like around his people, like his friends, family, I would be so quiet. And they're like, does she talk? <laughs> he's like yeah and like same with Tim like I like if we were around my family or my friends they're like he's so quiet and he's like I'm like if you knew us like you would know I think my husband are. put it the best way I'm just trying to get a feel on you yeah. how to talk to you how to approach you what right. is appropriate what's not appropriate right. on how you're acting 
But yeah, no, my husband will go on and on and on and on and on about UFC and MMA. And you ask him anything about any fighters, he's got it. (laughs) Well, I know we went a little bit over, but um, I do have one last thing. And it's something I do on all of these. Just what is one thing you could tell a mom out there that's pregnant and possibly afraid of COVID or worrisome because they might have it or they recently found out? What would be the one thing you tell them to I guess, give them inspiration or looking on the brighter side. I, so I have a lot of people that have messaged me, especially recently, um, saying that like, I'm pregnant. I just found out I have COVID. What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. Like the biggest thing is I share my experience because a lot of people are curious, like what happened with me? I ended up fine. My baby ended up fine. Yes. I went into preterm labor. Yes. It was scary. I do know other girls that same thing happened and they went into preterm labor. So I just say like, stay hydrated. Number one, biggest, biggest, most important thing, stay hydrated. Um, don't freak out because obviously when you're pregnant, stress is not good for you, but just like, I don't know, stay hydrated, try to get healthy faster and don't freak out. Don't panic. You're going to be okay. Your baby's going to be okay. Just Just probably not wait. You know, if you're having issues, make sure to address it. Right. Like you did, you're like, okay, well now I really kind of need to check this out. Yeah. Like if, if anything seems off, like be aware, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like a girl messaged me the other day and she was like, I just tested positive for COVID. And I was like, make sure that at your next ultrasound, they check your placenta really well and keep an eye on your placenta, keep an eye on your cord. Like just make sure that all that's good to go and looks healthy. Like that's the most important part. Your baby's going to be fine though. That's, and they even told me, they said, since I had COVID while I was pregnant, there was like a 3% chance that my son was going to test positive when he was born. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. I, he didn't end up getting tested though, but yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, would he have tested positive? I don't know. Well, and then what, what difference would it make? Right. Cause most of the time the right. kids come with you for two weeks. Well, <laughs> like they said that doesn't, yeah. They said that it doesn't mean that he had it. Like it was just left over because I get, they told me, I don't know if this is still true, but they told me that you could test positive for up to six months after Oh yeah. I had a friend who was a nurse and she got sent home because she had COVID mm-hmm. three months later. She still kept testing positive every two weeks. She had to go in and get tested so she can mm-hmm. come back to work as a nurse. And she was like, I am literally about to pull my hair out. This is ridiculous. I mean, it was like three and a half months by the time she went back to work. Oh, wow. And she See, barely even had symptoms. Like when they're like, you have to have a negative test to come back to work. Like what if you don't test negative? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's so fluid right now, Stella. It's, I don't think we all know at all. Right. So too bad we can't go in the future. Right. I'm like, okay, this is what we need to do. <laughs> this, whole, this whole shit needs to be over with. Uh, I'm so tired of COVID. We're like two right. years in. I, yeah, I agree. I'm like, we're I, just all going to, I think, I think we should just do that herd immunity thing. Like let's all get together at a big stadium. Let's all get it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's really great. Cause some people probably would die, but oh, oh, that would be bad. I don't want to think about that. Some poor lady told me that the other day. My husband died three months ago from COVID. I'm like, oh God, oh. I gotta go. I love you. Bye. I love oh. you. Like, oh, I felt so bad. But I will let you go. I want to thank you so much. Um, I'm not gonna post this really edited. Okay. I like it like that. <laughs> We're true, natural. I think that that's how we all relate, but you know, I hope to have you on again. I have some other topics. I feel like we could uh, mash up some good ideas. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Dara. Well, have a good night. Give those boys hugs and keep posting pictures. I enjoy watching them. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Have a good one.
You too. Bye. Bye.